Good morning and welcome to episode 16 of Walk to Work. Today I would like to talk, uh, it's something that I've been wanting to talk about for a while and I'm a little bit scared to do it because, uh, well for one, when I told my a friend uh, that I wanted to record this, he was like, yeah, make sure you're not too condescending with it. Uh, so he knows it's a topic that's sort of near and dear. It's also one I really wanted to prep hard, and that's kind of against the ethos of what I'm going for. Uh, and I also noticed that I was kind of pushing it back week after week. So the topic is um, the way that in the swing and blues dance community, we stereotype the contrast between African-American dance and European dance. Um, and so well, two of the things that we tend to say are <coughs> uh, African-American dance, or rather um, African-American dance, unlike European dance, uh, is um, not uh, straight and rigid and ungrounded in posture or... Um, or rather, we say African American dance is grounded in posture, unlike European dance, which is kind of upright. Um, and we will say the music that the music um, is kind of on the back beats, uh, unlike music, which is all on the European music, which is all sort of marching on the one and three. Um, so I think when we do that, when we say this, we do a disservice to uh, to to. Well, what we do is we build on we build on a stereotype of European dance and music, and this stereotype uh, one of the reasons it frustrates me is that this stereotype is much more tightly bound to um, uh, bourgeois culture of uh, European music or upper class culture of European music. Um, uh, and I don't really know a lot about um, sort of art music uh, and art dance uh, in in Europe. So I'm not even sure if it's actually true of that or if it's also um, a stereotype of that. Uh, and so we're using a stereotype of European dance and music that people aren't actually familiar with. They're only familiar with this idea they have of it. And we're defining... African American dance and music as the other to that, and so that's your classic um, othering, uh, only defining uh, things in terms of what they're not, um, and kind of looking for uh, exotic different things and valuing them uh, for being exotic rather than for what they are, and then what happens is that you're less exotic. Uh, versions of these things um, like if you look at, look at the old clips like Spirit Moves uh, Al Mins and Leon James in particular they do not have uh, they're, they're super upright they're in uh, their fancy clothes and they're doing that thing they do best like they're dancing and they're amazing at it um, and the, the contrast between them and say uh, Gene Kelly or Fred Astaire uh, exists, but it doesn't exist in something as simple as oh, um, the European white dancers are upright 
uh, and the black dancers are hunched over. Well, hunched over is definitely not the right term. Are grounded and bent over? Not even sure. Uh, like, yeah, I'd need to go have a look again at those, at those clips. Because uh, I never actually even thought of it that way. But very definitely, uh, their, their torso is upright. Um, and their posture is very um, proud. And that also has something, uh, I imagine... Uh, to do with being African-American but performing for a white camera uh, in the spirit moves. Uh, and also, these guys were performers. Uh, they were wanting also to perform for white audiences. Um, the whole thing's really complicated to know what a thing actually is. Uh, but the, the thing with othering, uh, apart from making people feel other and defining them as other, uh, is also that then we tend to... Uh, particularly value in a culture the thing that is other rather than the thing that represents the culture. And so it means that things that in African-American culture uh, would not contrast with European culture, we would value less than the things that do contrast. And that's kind of a pick-and-choosing, um, which at least goes the other way of the usual pick-and-choosing, which is to only value the things that we already value, but then going the opposite extreme is specifically valuing the things that uh, we value for being not us and rejecting the other ones. That's complicated as well. Um, and then, so the, the, the two specific claims, um, uh, the, the, the one about uh, the uprightness, uh, definitely... Uh, it seems to be a reasonable universal that um, European culture in general, uh, whether it be peasant culture or high-class culture, uh, although peasant culture probably got that value from high-class culture uh, or from bourgeois culture, so kind of... Uh, I'm using these terms as a kind of... There, there's a fake othering that's going on in there as well, and kind of I need to be careful with that. But basically... Uh, before the Industrial Revolution, most of society in Europe was peasant society, and relatively few uh, people lived in towns and cities uh, and had jobs. Um, and relatively few people uh, were going to have an, uh, an education. Uh, and so uh, when I refer to bourgeois culture, I'm thinking of... Uh, people who have spare time, free time, and they occupy that free time with something. People who go to schools to progress in life. Um, and that means that uh, they get uh, evaluated based on whatever the society thinks uh, we should evaluate. And somehow there's this, uh, especially like... 200 years ago, 19, or even, yeah, I guess early 19th century uh, ideas of culture uh, is that someone who's educated should be educated in the arts, uh, like this whole engineering and medicine and things. That's all very well for, 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 um, for professionals, but it's not what um, uh, an upper-class person should aspire to. And so it's also not what was so much valued uh, in, in education. So we're placing value on music and literature and things like that. Uh, at the same time, 
uh, trying to uh, curtail or walk around. Is that what curtail means? Not sure. We're trying to walk around the idea of um, what uh, of the fact that music and art uh, is subjective. Uh, and that leads to we kind of want to be able to evaluate, we want to be able to judge. Um, <clears throat> and we do that based on imaginarily objective criteria. And that's where, that's part of where we get uh, kind of to play violin, you have to hold your fiddle, uh, your violin, and your bow correctly. Uh, to play music, you have sheet music, and good playing of music flawlessly executes sheet music and adds on top uh, some personal expression or meaning or emotion. But you're not allowed to add that on top until your execution in terms of rhythm and in terms of pitch uh, and in terms of tone is flawless. Um, and so there's a kind of uh, form before function uh, valuing that goes on. Um, and I guess I, I'm imagining that that's related to valuing, uh, so the general European aesthetic uh, that trickles down of valuing kind of uprightness, uh, stand up straight, shoulders back, uh, belly in. And it's also probably related to... Um, uh, conscription in the army and what a, a good army uh, looks like um, along with ideas of what a gentleman uh, should be and do and what even um, lower class and peasant folk and working class folk should uh, aspire to <coughs> um, and this kind of straightness uprightness uh, is uh, in contrast to many um, uh, African, especially West African cultures, where m across different cultures there's this value that um, uh, using your articulations, bent articulations are alive and straight articulations are dead. So that's the, uh, the quote, uh, give me the knee bone bent. Um, uh, and the thing that we see in, in Lindy Hop in blues uh, and that you can also see in Afro-Caribbean dancing um, in Brazilian dancing uh, this value of uh, stepping onto a bent leg um, and having um, rhythmical musical expression in all the joints of our body. Uh, so that contrast exists but uh, it, it doesn't mean that, but um, yeah, the European folk dances I know, whether it's Irish dancing, uh, a lot of French dancing, um, a lot of Swedish dancing. Um, Irish dancing, I'm thinking of older Charno style uh, rather than kind of river dance, uh, modern uh, step dancing style. Um, where, although there is a value to kind of uh, uprightness, these dances are incredibly grounded. Um, uh, also, Bourré in France, uh, Bourré in um, Gavot in Brittany, and more so than Gavot uh, in one part of Brittany, in uh, the south of Brittany, in the Pays Vente, uh, everything is very um, down into the earth, into the ground. 
Uh, and yeah, the, the aesthetics of that grounding uh, are different. But to claim that one is grounded and the other is not, um, or that one is trying to sink into the earth and that the other is trying to take off, or whatever up versus down contrasting metaphor you want to give, um, the difference is about, again, to take Gene Kelly and Fred Astaire, you can check them out, they have a very different approach to how they use the ground, uh, but it's very subtle, uh, and I think that that's the amount of subtlety uh, that, uh, that we're going into. And then we take the, the, the marching, uh, this one and three, um, and again, maybe it is a feature of um, bourgeois music, uh, especially once you start to write it with sheet music, um, and you're looking for this, uh, like both the, 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 the classical and uh, romantic period uh, in terms of the artistic values. Uh, we're going for these kind of looking to elsewhere uh, for aesthetics and then trying to um, derive kind of rules from them. So back to the Romans and Greeks, everything was straight and proud and perfect. Uh, and then Romantic period, kind of, what was the people doing? Well, the people's doing this thing, but we're only going to see in the things that they're doing the things that we value. So you're, you're kind of classical uh, cultural appropriation. Um, <laughs> classical. <laughs> um, and the, 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 the value of that, no, the, uh, the perception we have of that, uh, it seems to be flawed. Uh, one example which is really uh, comes back frequently on the internet is um, uh, Yevan Polka. So I think I sang this in a previous podcast, and I guess I'll do it again. Um, this one exists all over the internet and then got retaken as uh, the leak song, and there was this whole meme thing. And you can check, there are versions that go la 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 And it's like one and two and one and two and one and two and one and it's very March, March, as I'm doing my walking at the moment. Um, but if you take polkas, if you take most European polkas, uh, the way they were interpreted throughout, well, they interpreted very differently uh, in s different parts of Scandinavia, in different parts of uh, the European, uh, the British Isles, uh, in different parts of France, in Italy. Uh, yeah, polkas uh, have this amazing consistency and uh, variety across Europe. Uh, but uh, Yevan Polka, the way I would have it is And we're doing this crossing bar line thing and occasionally accenting the two. And so you have this two one thing going on. This is consistent across all European folk music. Uh, you have it in reels. Um, 
and so you have this backbeat thing going on and it's going on differently very differently than it is um, in jazz uh, and blues uh, and uh, early swing uh, very definitely it's different but it's not as simple as saying oh we accent these downbeats and we're super square and rigid uh, there's a flowingness that is this is much more subtle than that um, and one of the so one of the reasons it annoys me is that I don't think it teaches us anything about African dance. Uh, I think it oh African American dance or Afro descendant dance. Uh, it's based on uh, a stereotype that we're actually unfamiliar with, uh, which is kind of um, which is its own form of cultural appropriation of uh, European traditions that we're unfamiliar with. Uh, a different kind, uh, again, of cultural appropriation um, that, well, you can also see the effect on which of the poor areas and which of the ri rich areas, even in Western Europe at the moment. Um, and so definitely it's a cultural appropriation over the past 200 years that has led to destruction of languages, um, destruction of uh, economies, um, feelings uh, in France, uh, there's this strong feeling that anything that is not Paris is not even worth mentioning. Uh, but completely differently, different uh, from, uh, well, yes, completely different from the history of slavery um, of uh, African people uh, all around the Atlantic. Um, but definitely there. And yeah, apparently I'm kind of already out of time. What time is it? Yeah, ten past. Um, I was going to go into some of the things that uh, I think people should know about Western music, about uh, traditional European uh, folk dance and music, uh, the history of it and how it relates. One of the things I want to get into is African-American experience with partner dancing is now, could be argued, to be more long-standing than European and white culture experience with partner dancing. Uh, so, something to look forward to. Uh, I'll, I'll bring back this topic again in a couple of weeks. Uh, until then, uh, take care.